and welcome to another episode of Cathode Ray Mission. Uh, we're watching movies on streaming during the pandemic. This is that's the theme of the show, I think. Sure. Uh, I am Will Scoville in Berkeley, California. With me, as always, from Oklahoma City is Randy Heyer. Hey, Randy. Howdy, Will. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, we got a fun one today, uh, and this is one of your picks, Randy. And with us to uh, kind of go over it uh, is uh, he's a member of Chatpile, uh, which is a band that Randy is in. Uh, it is Luther Manhole, aka Griff. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good. Ready to talk Hi. about this movie that I thought John Claude Van Damme was in. Turns out he is not. Sasha is Mitchell. Not. Uh, the uh, movie in question is, of course, Kickboxer 2. Um, what is the the, uh, uh, the road back? Colin, uh, the road back. Colin, the road back. Uh, it is 1991. Uh, Albert, and I gotta, I'm gonna mess this up again. Pyun. I think that's uh, it. I think yeah. last that time we he did like Arcade and Nemesis, Cyborg. right? Nemesis, Cyborg, which is yeah. Captain I think America. This is the, this is the <laughs> yeah. the first time we've had a director come back on. So this is you know this is the, the second universe, movie of his man. that we've done. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Randy, I think this is your pick, right? This mm-hmm. is okay, and I gotta tell you something. I've never seen a kickboxer movie. I haven't seen the first Same. one. Same. I also had never seen the first <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, so I'm coming into this a little bit cold. I'm definitely aware of the kickboxer franchise. Uh-huh. I was aware of it in 91 when this movie came out. Uh-huh. Uh, just I've never seen it. So Well, let me spin you a little tale about my history of this movie. This is the first movie I watched with my mom's Complete consent, knowing that it was rated <laughs> R, that I watched. I remember I called her like a responsible little boy and was like, is it okay? It's rated R for violence and language. She's like, yeah, it's fine, or whatever. And I watched it, and I can date this by <coughs> saying another little piece of trivia. On that exact oh. same day, I went and saw A League of Their Own in theaters. <laughs> wow. Immediately after I watched Kickboxer 2, which my friend had taped off of like Cinemax or HBO at his house. So I loved it. I was watching it now. It is a total like Albert Pion is so awesome because even I watched Cyborg recently, too. It's all his movies are like kid logic, you know, where it's like. Oh, the first you mentioned this is like one of the first R-rated movies you had full like permission to watch. Like if that was for me, I would have been disappointed because I felt like I didn't because I didn't like look up really anything about the movie. I wanted to go in pretty cold. And like I honestly the first time like his buddy, who like his friend who <laughs> has, makes the ultimate sacrifice, <laughs> he says the F word at one point. And I'm like, oh, this movie isn't rated G. It's like 45 yeah. minutes in. I thought this movie was like a like it's so light and like rated G for so much <laughs> of the movie. And then like but then when they fight, they're just getting fucking pummeled in the face. 
<laughs> over and over again. So gory. over the top. Yeah. It's like so unnecessary. The amount of kicks to the face. It's just like there's such a fucking weird whiplash between like it's like this weird kind of kid logic movie, and then people like Goro from Mortal Kombat is just like, <laughs> yeah. which Goro is 100% inspired by. Hong <laughs> yeah, Dude, yeah, right. and the actor who plays Shang Tsung from the. I thought I had a lot of Mortal Kombat vibes in this movie overall. Also, that's. I feel like there, some of that era of action movie that's just, yeah. We'll talk more about it, but yeah, that's very funny. You mentioned the rated R thing because, like, I had that in my mind as soon as some they started saying "fuck" and and then you see some blood. I'm like, oh wow, this movie actually okay. I guess this is rated R. Yeah, this is a very weird movie uh, that I. <laughs> so it does start out with him like at the gym and he's like talking to all the kids and they're like, "Gee, golly, wow." <laughs> Suns will rise. (laughs) Dude, it is so awesome. It's like the most like movie ass (laughs) movie ever. Like where it's like it's like when you know the uh, plot of the movie right from the beginning. Like I feel like as soon as like the the guy in this where Peter Boyle comes in or whatever. Yeah, it's like okay, we know what this fucking movie is. But yeah, it's like yes, exactly. (laughs) But like okay. So, like, the opening scene is so awesome. It's like, and they, like, it's the thing that they bring back at the end of the movie where this girl, and I was joking about how (laughs) he's, like, a pedophile. (laughs) And this girl, it's like, it's like, he's, like, kind of an Epstein-type figure, and she's bringing in kids. She's the cowboy, just wrangling. You could interpret it, like, it's, it's a movie they would never make it this way now, where, like, He's the king of the children, kind of, in the community, like the wayward youth. But this girl is bringing a young Brian Austin Green to him. Wearing a King Diamond shirt. Yes, which, (laughs) I I mean. I wrote that down. Hell yeah. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) And, like, um, he, (laughs) she's like, do your trick, do your trick. And he's like, oh, (laughs) the river, the rock in the river, (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) And then she just has, like, a bandana on hand and hands it to him. And there's something about Sasha Mitchell. He's so handsome, but, like, he's like he's kind of one of those... He has Keanu Reeves... Oh, dude. I, I was going to say, yes. to him. You know, I had where, that, that was my notes that I had written down was insane accent Keanu question mark. Yeah. That's the note that I wrote down. I don't know what he's doing with his voice. <laughs> I, I like him in this, but like he doesn't talk like a, a person. Like mm-hmm. he's he's like doing like a LA like kind of like Latino accent kind of, but then like also is like a surfer guy, but he looks like a male model, like Captain America. Like, I just don't. He's I truly, He's like, yeah, extremely attractive. <laughs> yeah. And his hair is like 50s inspired. It's strange. <laughs> and he's a, not a good actor, but <laughs> I love him. You do love him. And we should all note now that he played Cody in Step by Step famously. Okay. And really? His career derailed when he was exposed for beating his wife. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yikes! It's the truth. Okay, yeah, yeah. Wow. But he also he uh, plays. I believe it's David Sloan of this Eric Kurt and David Sloan, the Sloan brothers. He plays David Sloan in Kickboxer two through four. And I also, before this gets away from me, want to say that Tong Po is a man 
wearing like prosthetic on his yeah. face that's it's giving him very Asian, obvious Asian face. Like he yep. is like an Arab. He's like French, but I think he's like of Middle Eastern descent or something. He's appears with his normal face in Lionheart. He's clearly like a Van Damme friend. It's Michelle Quasi. I have no idea how to like pronounce his name. Anyway. I, I want to try and think if I can guess what the plot of Kickboxer 1 is based off of this movie. So I feel like it's a movie about two kickboxers who die. They The movie ends with both of them dying and, I, and I wanna losing. Say, no, I, I'll say one of them dies at the beginning and then the other one dies at the end. That's what it seems like to me is that one yeah. brother dies in a tragic kickboxing accident to uh tong po and then in an attempt to avenge his brother uh, i assume john claude van damme is the surviving brother who then fights tong po and also dies okay <laughs> here's what's super baffling about this movie you guys are close but way off at the same time like <laughs> the revelation that tong po shot john claude van damme <laughs> Is only in this movie, and they like <laughs> re-replaced him. Jean-Claude Van Damme is like, it's like you couldn't even get him to like be in the pictures and stuff. No. And at the end, the bullet hole in his head. But like, so that's in this movie only. Where, but um, okay. In Kickboxer One, Eric Sloan is uh, the best kickboxer in America. But then he's his hubris takes him to Thailand to fight Tong Po, but they fight American kickboxing and Muay Thai are different in that like Muay Thai involves elbows and knees and shit, which just plays into this movie too. And so he's not ready for that. And basically Tong Po like cripples him for life. Like he's in a wheelchair. He does not die, which that made it baffling for this movie. It's like, well, Eric is alive. Even if he killed Van Damme, it's like you couldn't get the like shitty actor that played his brother. <laughs> but that's the f first act of Kickboxer 1. And then Kurt Sloan, played by Jean-Claude Van Damme, is then convinced to become the greatest kickboxer of all time and almost murder Tong Po in the ring. But not quite, clearly. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> uh, yeah. So he dies. He doesn't die in the movie. So that's just a no. He's victorious. <laughs> it's just like they just couldn't get him back, and they were like, "Great." Okay. So instead of recap, just being like, "This guy is playing the same role." It's like, no. The, he died. Tom Post shot him. You in are the, face. the weakest of the Sloan brothers. <laughs> <laughs> the line at the end. <laughs> it's so, just, what it's is you guys's? Did you watch shitty action movies like this at all when you were kids, like American Ninja or Blind Fury or any like any of those kinds seen, of movies? I haven't seen those. I mean, I've I've watched lots of action movies. You know, I liked you know Broken Arrow and yeah, uh, yeah, I know, loved Broken Arrow. Uh, you know, I liked Bloodsport and yeah, you know, okay, Mark for Dead. You know, those type of movies. But yeah, I just didn't get around to Kickboxer for some reason. And yeah, when you said we were gonna do the second one. I just I really wanted to make it a point to not watch the first one first. Just like mm -hmm. let's just let's let me just see what this that this is all about. And 
I didn't hate it. I will say that. I actually was laughing out loud a whole bunch in this movie, which I don't think was intentional. Like, the music choices in this movie are so fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah, when it's just like, man. it's just like the sad, like, cheesy synth rock over, yeah. when, over his burned down kickboxing dojo and just like, <laughs> just the nonstop slow motion kicks to the face. I, I was just like, Oh, yeah. Putting my hands on my face like Macaulay Culkin, just like I just could not <laughs> understand. <laughs> it was a weird choice for most of the fights to be fully in slow motion. And yeah, they go on for too long. There's long like, stretches of, of the movie that are just in slow motion. It takes on <laughs> yeah. a dreamlike, surreal quality. Mm-hmm. It's like it's kind of an art film. Like, and his <laughs> his choices, the shots he. He's very inspired by like noir, but even like straight up like German expression. Like there's like a shot where it's like at the top with like the fan. He's like mm-hmm. at the bottom of the frame and the fan is like the shadow of the fan is on Sasha Mitchell or whatever. And it's just like, I mean, Albert Pion is like really like swinging for the fences on this. And like, I, that's why kind of the reasons I like, I fucking love him. You know? I feel like he, he re- it's they really made it work with what they had. I don't know what the budget was on this movie, but it, it's it seems no. like a cheap movie. Yeah. But they made it work with like, you know, there's just so many opportunities for action to look bad if you just don't do the cuts yeah. right and if you don't choreographic right. And I think I think there is some of that here. I don't think it's amazing action, but I feel like they made it work with what they had, and it it is like brutal. Like it's it like, it's more brutal than you think it would be, judging by the first hour and like ten minutes of the movie, <laughs> because it takes about three quarters of the movie before the plot starts. Actually, like when you actually see like what the movie is about, is like it's almost over. <laughs> uh, Which is I, very I will say, strange. <laughs> I will say there is a lot more fighting in this movie than there was in another movie that we we reviewed called uh, Real Steel, okay. uh, which uh, is a movie about robot out. fighting, yeah. which surprisingly <laughs> does not have a whole lot of robot fighting in it. But um, oh, there's another thing I was going to bring up, and I totally forgot what the fuck it was uh, about this movie. Uh, oh yeah, a kid dies. Yeah, um, I love that. Big fire. time, big time. He s- sure does die. What's crazy yeah. is this dude is defeated in the ring, and then he personally goes and burns this dude's dojo down <laughs> shoots. and shoots him, and <laughs> makes sure he doesn't make sure he's dead. He just leaves. <laughs> it's like it's insane that. That is one of the big kid logic moments of the movie. It's like, and then the guy is mad and he goes and burns the guy's gym down. The guy sees him. And it's like, it's crazy that Peter Boyle must have been a real low point in his career. It's like, let's do this. He's the only person I recognized in it was Peter Boyle. Around the same time, James Earl Jones also agreed to be in Best of the Best. So I think there was just maybe... (laughs) Like yeah. cr- residual Karate Kid prestige on this kind of project, there's people were like, maybe, maybe, yeah, you know. There's some definite Miyagi Do versus Cobra Kai shit going on in this oh movie too, with especially with his buddy who's like training and taking the steroids and that all those shots of that gym, like 
That's Rocky this, Four ass shit where it's like yeah, I work whole, like in the park and he's like in this cold <laughs> Michael Mann gym. That's like, oh, speaking of Michael Mann. Not since Scott. Michael Mann have I seen someone film L.A. in such a cold way as this mo- yeah. this whole movie is like blue and blue neon and it, it's yeah. there's it's it feels like you're in Berlin but it's fucking <laughs> it's it's they're in South L.A. I love like it. it's cool. It, it's so it's and I like, like it too but it's such a weird it's like I don't know yeah. I just did not expect it to it just looks like they should all be wearing winter coats like this entire movie but they're just like on the beach like i don't know how he managed to do that yeah yeah um i I, before i forget just i don't know why it popped in my head my favorite scene of the whole movie is in the uh in the fight the final fight with tong po when tong po uh or no, the, the second to last fight with Tongpo when Tongpo kills his friend, <laughs> he, just, he just throws the ref. He just puts him in the torture act and just throws him out of the it, ring. It becomes dude. pro wrestling. But he actually I was murdered. laughing so loud, dude. He, I'm like, I screamed. He killed the ref. Well, okay. I yelled it to myself. That is uh, what it, that's uh, speaking <laughs> of the kid logic of the movie. That is the most like. There's like a this whole time. It's like kind of. We were talking about, me and Will did a movie a couple weeks ago called Massacre Mafia Style, which our guest Chalky described as Godfather Sploitation. So the whole <laughs> yeah. time I watched this, I was thinking, this is like Rocky Sploitation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Where it, and Karate Kid, too, where yeah, there's even absolutely. down to there being a monologue about his dead wife or whatever. But, <laughs> like, the kid logic, it, even down to the casting all right, I'm, I'm going to go on another tangent before I get to what I, I want to get to the fight and stuff and that whole thing. But it's so crazy. Sasha Mitchell could be playing a senior in high school at this age in his career, and they keep calling him old man and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. He's, and he then looks he, like he's 20. Yeah, dude. And then he calls the trainer old man, and I was like, how old is this guy? He was like 42 <laughs> when he made this movie. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that's like six years away from me. I don't know. That was crazy to me. Anyway, it's so so there's like this whole through line of this his kid who's up and coming. Peter Boyle comes in and is like, I'm forming the American Kickboxing League and I want you in it. And he's like, No, I only fight for honor, but I don't fight anymore. I just have a gym with kids. I'm like yeah. <laughs> a weird Mickey meets Fagin or whatever like kind of character. I've got I've got a cot down in the basement where I let some kids sleep. Oh, so where they can burn alive and track yeah. accidents. <laughs> it's a reverse Freddy Krueger type situation. <laughs> this movie also does one of my favorite things in in dumb movies where there's like a very niche thing that everyone on earth seems to be obsessed with because it seems like kickboxing is booming. The guy is driving a fucking Corvette. He's got the slit glasses. Like yeah. it, being a kickboxer, it seems to be the most lucrative job you could maybe have in the world yes. uh, in this reality. Yeah. And then it's filmed in an arena that seems to be filmed at the local YMCA. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's to its credit, they have real people in those stands. Like, yeah, no, they like, do. They film it strategically. But I was like, damn, they really got the extras out for this movie. You know? Yeah. Like, like, again, they did what the, they did the best with what they could for sure. And I had a fun did. time watching.
watching, but it just I just always love that when it's just like you see a movie about like rollerblading and it seems like everyone on Earth is just like the most obsessed with rollerblading you can be. Like this is one of those I feel like. Oh, it it's is. Like uh-huh. everyone's just the the United Kickboxing Association, and it's just you know it seems like it's on yeah. primetime television. And yeah. <laughs> to be just, fair, they're kind of talking about MMA though. You know, it yeah. sort of like predicts Predates. MMA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, so this protege ends up going into the ring. And this is, from here, the movie just cooks with so much gas. If you're into, if you're ready for how absurd it is, it's so good. Because, like, he goes in to fight some dude. And they're like, ladies and gentlemen, so-and-so is not going to be here to fight. (laughs) Instead, we have... Tong Po from Thailand. <laughs> and like the scariest dude ever comes out. And speaking of Mortal Kombat, the guy who plays Shang Tsung in the movie. Yeah, he's the. An Albert Pyong regular who was also a nemesis, a movie we covered on here. His name is Carrie. I don't know. His I need to learn his name. I don't know. He's a wonderful character actor, but yeah. He's good in this. He's, he is he's super good. He's like. Basically, he's introduced halfway through the movie as, like, the real bad guy who controls Uh Peter Boyle like a puppet. And so they're like, instead, yeah, so this guy isn't fighting. That's the most wild scene in the movie. Instead. Everything's going insane. (laughs) Instead, it'll be this guy, Tong Po from Thailand. It's it's Goro (laughs) from Mortal Kombat. And And he's going to rip your fucking arms (laughs) off and kill the rep. And there's, like, a point. In the middle of it where it's like, no way would this fight keep... Like, this guy (laughs) cannot stand up. Like, he can't see. Kicked so many times in the face. And they... But the whole fight is in slow motion. It takes on this weird (laughs) dreamlike quality. This is where the movie takes flight for me. And I'm just like, I am so into it. And yeah, Tong Po... The ref is like, the fight's over. And he goes, no. And he picks the ref up and throws him. <laughs> Rah, just throws and then him he, out of the ring. And then he murders the dude in front of yeah. everyone. And it's just like. It doesn't go to jail. And then they fight later in the ring that's still oh, bloody. Well, that's the best. That's the it's best. So Not only is it bloody, is that they haven't picked up like the bags of peanuts and popcorn. And <laughs> well, no. And shit. Because. He's in the locker room, and the dude shows up, and he goes, you will fight Tong Po in two hours. And he's like, okay. <laughs> okay. And then it cuts to them in, like, a, a burger shop or something. And then, yeah, it's, like, literally two he's hours his later. his hands in the glass. He dipped their hands in glass <laughs> and fight in the same place with the blood. That's kid law. Like, that's... I actually love dream kid logic. Like, I loved that there wasn't like a like a if it was just pure Rocky, it would be like another big promoted fight and it would be like a big glorious victory. But no, it just happens with wait. like, no, is there just because I was looking at the I pressed pause on Hulu. It's like there's only 10 minutes left of this fucking movie. Like, what? OK, how is this possibly going to resolve? And it's like, nope, you're just getting right back into the fight. You're just going out of the ring. We haven't even cleaned up yet. And you, we're just going to have a glass, a glass fight. Muay Thai style where we're just like oh. elbowing each other in the face and and then it just ends. And, that's, that's and they're like for hundreds of years, this is how they did it. And they're yeah. dipping their hands in the glass and stuff. What do you think about that, Will, when that shit happened? 
I don't know, man. I mean, it was like, uh, I, I was also like, how long is left in this movie? There must be like another <laughs> yeah. half hour, 45 minutes. Oh, 10 no. minutes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, all right. And then they just kind of did it. And I'm like, well, that was great. That was, I mean, I will say that it, it like ends right at the hour and a half mark. It's just yeah. like. Perfect. And what you're saying about like all the slow-mo fights and stuff, it's like not only do you have that, you have the long montages with the music like blasting over them. So it's like <laughs> okay, music videos. You know, stretch it out a little bit, stretch it out. Oh you know, yeah, there's this is movie is <laughs> 90 minutes and it is maybe <laughs> 70 minutes of movie. But those 70 minutes are pretty fun. <laughs> it's it's so, definitely stretched. There's some definite just yeah, pensive <laughs> moments with weird with weird music over it, and yeah, they're they're really stretching it out. Have you seen yeah. Cyborg? I have. I haven't seen that one. Like that's another one I just haven't seen. Like I was aware of it, and I just never got around to watching it. It's oh. like eighty-five minutes, and it has this um, fucking flashback that they keep using over and over again, just showing you pieces <laughs> of it. And then showing you like the full, like, you know, it's just like, it's clearly meant to stretch the movie out and shit. And it's still like not even, it doesn't even hit 90 minutes. Wow. That's a trademark so, of Pyun, dude. And I, I love, hey, he's not a tour. He's, he's a truly, I, I love a trash auteur, you know, yeah. somebody who works way below the level of critical fame or success with no awards or anything to show, but is still completely individualistic. Their thumbprint is all over everything. Steve Breen is an extreme example. Are you familiar <laughs> yeah. with the works of Breen? Breeniverse. But also like Full Moon. Uh, Band. Like Carl's Band like, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Which they did Dollman together. Uh, yes. Which is and a arcade. Carl's Band, a Pune movie. Yeah. Which, yeah, you and I arcade watched arcade is also, together yeah. a couple of years ago, Randy, and <clears throat> I was sucks. actually a little let down yeah. yeah, by Arcade just because I saw, because you, you or someone had like a DVD that had like all these, uh, what was it, the... the Oh, it was company trailers. We like, watched Blood Dolls and it, yeah. yeah, their discs are famously packed and we watched like the special features. Oh, and the arcade, the arcade trailer is sick. Like I thought it was just going to be like a full movie of like Windows screensavers. Like I <laughs> thought that's what it was going to be, but it really just kind of is that for like 10 minutes and it's kind of just a shitty kid drama for yeah. most of it. But, uh, yeah, I, I want to check out more of his stuff. You got to watch I, Nemesis and Cyborg. Yeah, Nemesis is, is great. I really uh, want to watch Doll Man since that is Charles Band and, and him. Yeah. Well, it seems real bad. That, there's, there's a sequel to that, Doll Man versus Demonic Toys, where it really is uh, um, half hour of the movie is uh, <laughs> flashback yeah. to Doll Man, half hour of the movie is uh, flashback to Demonic Toys, and the last half hour is like resol resolving a new some. Movie. Yeah, it might yeah. not even be 30 minutes, like Man. 20 minutes or something. Um, and really has the thing he likes to do, which is make movies with toys, huh? Like that yeah. really just, he, he just wants little to make things. doll movies. Yeah. yeah. And he made dolls. Uh, like 
One of the things that Band did that's like really fucking cool is he worked with Stuart Gordon and gave him kind of a platform to make some films. And they made dolls together with when he, Band was doing Empire. But then when Full Moon came about, they did Pit and the Pendulum, which that's the movie I watched only this past year for the first time. Have you guys seen that movie? Uh-uh. It's got Lance Henriksen. I mean, it's based on uh, Poe, obviously, but only, like, loosely. And it's Stuart Gordon's, like, intense, perverted vision, you know. And Lance Henriksen is probably at his most unhinged. Like, if you like Lance Henriksen, it's the best villain. He has, like, an insane Spanish inquisitor, like, monk hair, like, a crazy haircut. And, like, he's just off the rails insane. Uh, but band produced that movie. It's a full moon movie, and Castle Freak is another like yeah. incredible. From Beyond, Stuart another Stuart Gordon band movie. That yeah, that would have been M- the Empire era before Full Moon. But yeah, yeah, band has a long history, and the band family too. Not just Charles, yeah. like Richard and whatever, and the dude, his nephew or his son-in-law is in like the Colleen or. That horrible band. It's like, I'm not trying. Like, I don't know. They have, like, some horrible song, you know? This well, I got to, is just... Or go ahead. Well, I, I was just saying, I got to go see Charles Band, like, before I moved to California. He came to Norman, and he had one of his, like, roadshow things where he was, like, auctioning off all the puppets. Um, well, this was the around the time... puppets. Yeah. This was around the time that, like, the, the ginger dead man came out, so I think he had one of those. Uh, nice. there, but he definitely had some puppet master puppets and, um, Blood out there. Dolls. Yeah. That's, that's the big one I've seen from him, is Blood Dolls. Blood Dolls is... A wild movie. A masterpiece, dude. It's so crazy. But, I love... Uh, so crazy. Puppet master... I love... <laughs> Two and three are pretty good. Sorry, go ahead, Will. Uh, I I love uh, Head of the Family. That's kind of a smaller <laughs> yeah. one that he did under a different name, I think. But I it's so stupid. It <laughs> yeah, it's a giant head who's smart. Uh, I think I saw the trailer for that in the Blood Doll DVD trailer collection. Yeah, because yeah, I remember the giant head guy. Which in Blood the Dolls is a, also and has the tiny head. Yes. Said, yeah. <laughs> He's goombified like yeah. in Super Mario Brothers movie. And then Shrunken Heads was another movie. God. Oh, that's uh that's Richard Elfman who directed that one. Oh, uh, really? Danny Elfman's brother who did uh The Forbidden Zone. Yeah, and yeah, Oingo, the Oingo Boingo movie, right? That's that's yeah. a fucking interesting movie. Man, yeah, we yeah, talked about that late school. Will, we should get on the full moon streaming service and do a full moon. <laughs> you know, I think a bunch of them full are on moon Tubi. Plus. They're on Tubi. Uh, they have a oh, whole bunch are? of full moon. Yeah. Let's, so let's, we, we should, should check them out. Full moon shit. Hell well, yeah. A little Tubi continued <laughs> on this. but uh, Tubi continued. T-U-B-I. Yeah, Tubi. <laughs> Continued. I want to do skyscraper. You ignited my interest. You brought that up. <laughs> there was another. There was another uh, Nicole Smith movie that I watched, and uh, it's uh, like I forgot about it already. It was. Uh, I forgot the name of it already. It, but she had a bigger role in that one. It's still bad, but. I know that I couldn't find it, but like I know if I do a little deep research, there is this like a history of skyscraper being Frankenstein together from like a few different things or something. That's so wild. 
That's so funny. But um, anyway, Kickboxer 2, I'm glad to have shown this to you guys. It reminds me of, like, it's just the most, like, like in Barton Fink when he's like, it's just a boxing picture where you got a kid, a lady, a boxer, you know. It's like, (laughs) it is the most just, like, they take Rocky 4, 5, (laughs) <laughs> kickboxer there's all the, also parts when you if you ever get around to watching kickboxer one you'll notice things in it that are just callbacks to the first mm-hmm. movie and shit my favorite part of this movie as a kid and now is it's uh, like the, one of the most insane parts where he's just like tying a rope and he's not answering him <laughs> he's like do you have good hold of the rope now look down there and he just pushes him off kicks him off the <laughs> and the lady's like oh la is just so dangerous yeah. these days it's like what the fuck and he's like he just kicked him yeah. off of it's like a five-story building it's not even yeah. like it's like an apartment building it's pretty crazy <laughs> the guy who plays his like his sensei what a weird character because he's like kind of obviously kind of doing like a Miyagi thing, but yes. like he, I think he might have dementia. <laughs> I think it's kind of implied yeah. he has dementia too. <laughs> it's crazy that he's so young and he's playing like an old man or whatever. Yeah, yeah he doesn't look that old. Something that's he's crazy balding. is that he is an American actor using an accent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a thing that a lot of so was dirt like people make. Pat Morita. So what's his name? Who played Miyagi? Right? He was. Yeah, Pat Morita. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a a sad truth of being a character actor who isn't white. As long as a lot of time they just make you do a voice, I guess. Indeed. You know? Indeed, like, it's it's way more like in this movie. It's like, I mean, it is what it is. But in the first movie. You've got Van Damme playing an American. And, and okay, and what is his justification in this movie for having the accent? Because he usually finds a way to justify it somehow. Does Do you remember if he has one? Um, does, does he say, like, I, feel I was like special in, forces? Or they straight up do not explain. <laughs> like, some why of he sounds do, like he's Swiss. It's hard to get it. They get, you know, I get them confused and stuff. Like, in... I, the best one is Lionheart. That's also available on uh, Amazon Prime. If this has piqued you guys' interest in watching movies about fighting and stuff, like like um, Lionheart, he's in, like, the French Legion. He's, like, French, like, in the movie. It's just, like, perfect, you know? And he has to come to America because his brother's been killed and he needs to support his brother's widow and his brother's child. And the only way to do that is to get into the underground fighting scene. Yeah, hell yeah. So. <laughs> wow. Anyway, I think we should go to the round. That sounds like a recommendation. We should probably uh, funnel yeah, on down into the big roundup. Uh, take a break and head to the roundup. Here break. we go. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. 
Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host Sup Doc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said, Sup Doc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. I would rather have a day job than be a Pokemon mascot. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. All right, we're back. And it's time to give the big roundup treatment to Kickboxer 2, colon, The Road Back. And we're going to start with our special guest, Luther Manhole. Griff, <laughs> on a one to five star scale, what did you give Kickboxer 2, colon, The Road Back? I, I would give it a three and a half, actually, where it's like, I feel like if it, I don't know. I f- at the beginning of the movie, I'd say for the f- the first act of the movie, I was a little bored. I will say that. I it, And I, like I said, I was deceived into thinking for some reason I was just so shocked that they started swearing and, and blood happened because it did just feel kind of like a Disney movie for the yeah. first like beginning of it. Just like or just kind of like just like, yeah, like a kid's movie or something. But it really starts getting weird and like. There's just certain things about the fight scenes that just seem so illogical in a good way to me, like it, it, where it made it interesting instead of it just being so generic. And I just laughed out loud so many times in this movies or at this movie, which, again, probably not intended. But to me, I had a I had a really good time watching it. I This would be a definite movie that back, you know, uh, when we, if we ever get back to a time in which we are allowed to be in the same room watching movies with friends, like putting on Kickboxer Two, could be a mm. fun movie to watch with some friends because, like, I just I want when you see Tong Po throw the ref out of the ring, <laughs> kill him. I'm just gonna, I'm choosing to believe that he killed the ref and got away with murder there. Uh, <laughs> I just want to shout out loud and have other people cheer because it was just so fucking stupid in the best way. Uh, so yeah, it's it's definitely it was like three three and a half for me. It was just so it it hit the I don't know. I did just watch uh, like Creed two last week, so I've had like f- fighting movie brain yes lately, and so it kind of like scratched the itch, and <coughs> it was just I don't know. It was stupid in the way that I like stupid action movies to be stupid. Me so, too. Hell so yeah. yeah, I liked it. Cool. Uh, Randy, what do you got? Well, uh, she'd be no surprise that I love this movie. I realize it's like incredibly fucking dumb. <laughs> it's super stupid. My girlfriend watched it with me and she was like, it was like a torturous experience for her, I think. 
like she she got no joy out of like uh. I mean I think some of the dumb things that happened such as Tong Po and then like I mean I tried to start just roasting the movie to make it more fun for her <laughs> to watch and it was fun to do that it's easy like, speaking to what Griff was saying about how it'd be a lot of fun to watch it with people it's a movie that offers you up easy home runs like you know mm-hmm. you can just take <laughs> swings at it and it's like it's so goofy and strange but there is something beautiful about Albert Pion and his filmmaking technique and what he's trying to bring you even in this movie <clears throat> even if he fails in a storytelling like in terms of script and like directing his actors to do good performances and stuff he is achieving something in the way that it looks. There's a lot of times where they'll have a conversation and they're in this crazy backdrop where there's like this huge thing that says like topless ladies or something and all these <laughs> wires and like all this traffic and stuff. And he just picks, he's very mindful of putting his people in cool places and stuff. And he gets a lot of cool and the fights have a lot of cool close-ups and it does it adds a super weird dreamy quality to by having it be all slow motion. Like it's super trip. It's just, it's awesome. It's a good movie to, you know, maybe if you are of age and you'd like to smoke a little bit of weed, like watch this movie. It's great. It's wonderful. Yeah. Me too. I mean, I give this movie four stars. I liked it a lot. I know it's stupid, but for what it is, it's a high caliber film i think i don't know what it was just about the score that made me laugh so hard but like just every single time there was music in this movie i <laughs> the music laughed out loud yeah it's, it's really like, ding, it ding, so ding. it's too hopeful <laughs> sounding and like yes <laughs> i the lyrics at the beginning of that first song suns yeah. will set and suns will rise it's just like it just kept saying that. i was like what <laughs> this movie man <laughs> Uh, well, we'll, for me, this, uh, this movie is very cheap, but, you know, in, in talking about Barton Fink, this is absolutely the, the writer slash director who will give you exactly what the studio wants. Uh, he may not be the artistic guy, but you know, he needed a sequel to kickboxer. He gave you a sequel to kickboxer. Um, and you know, it is. Some of the stuff, as silly as it is, it is still very interesting. Um, some of it looks okay. And at every moment when I thought it was going to turn into um, a message about, you know, keeping faith in Jesus Christ, um, it didn't go that way because it does very much have a feel of like, you know, there's a big, it's, it's a Christian movie. It's a Christian martial arts movie. Um, it didn't go that route and ended up being way uh, juicier and bloodier. Uh, than that. So with all that, I'm going to give this one a three star rating, big three stars. I do just want to say that I am looking, so I'm looking at the, the cast and crew for this movie and the writer of this movie is not Pyun. It's David S. Goyer who wrote the dark Knight, dark yeah. Knight rises, Batman begins blade, blade two. Yeah. And like, it's, just, I had no idea that the guy who wrote arcade and puppet master versus demonic toys also wrote the dark Knight mm-hmm. and, yep. <laughs> and jumper. Like this, this guy did a lot of stuff, including yeah. 
He's huge. Kickboxer 2, The Road Back. <laughs> well, it just goes to show you, you know, there's reasons why this movie is super good at cut above. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the script. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, Luther, yeah. what <laughs> recommendations do you have? If if I, I if I loved Kickboxer to the Road Back and I was like Luther, what's a good movie they would also like based on this? I mean, not to be the most ba- just just watch Rocky. I mean, or yeah, like watch watch Rocky. Watch either of those two new Creed movies. I, I've been you know we've been talking about Rocky you and I lately. I I love those movies and you know. I guess if you like this movie, it, it is more in like the the camp era of it, or like the camp side of this type of stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Watch fucking Mark for Death or something. <laughs> like that's a good one. Yeah. It, I just I didn't get into a ton of like John Claude Van Damme was kind of my blind spot for for this period of even though you know he was other than like Street Fighter, which I've seen because I've for some reason seen every video game movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is better than Street Fighter, I would say. Oh, yeah. For Street sure. Fighter. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Watch Rocky. It's it, This movie is kind of just doing Rocky, mm. but, like, in a really weird, <laughs> a really childlike, weird way. Yeah. Uh, that is also <laughs> just so bloody. I, I don't know. It's a very weird movie. But, but, yeah. One of those, I guess. I... Would like to recommend Best of the Best, one and two, if anyone has seen those. These are, because this is a movie, as I mentioned before, I saw this when I was like, I don't know, when when did League of Their Own play in theaters? I want to say I'm like nine years old, but I might be like eight, maybe, is when I first saw this. And like, in rapid succession, I saw American Ninja, one, two best of the best and best of the best too and like even like <sighs> no retreat no surrender is that the one where Van Damme is the bad guy uh, like all the just like karate any karate movie I could get my hands on or anything involving ninjas <laughs> or fighting and then of course this grew into Seagal and all that kind of stuff but like especially just like because then I remember after watching this, we watched Kickboxer 1, and then 3 came out on video. I've still, to this day, never seen 4. My interest must have moved on at that point, you know? Even though it was probably like a year later. But when you're a kid, year feels like 10 years with the amount of information you mm-hmm. soak in. But I would just like to yeah recommend all the best of the best movies, all of the Kickboxer movies, just as Primer and American Ninja... And then move into, like, Blood Fist, uh, No True Retreat, No Surrender. And then, like, all of the dudes, everybody gets, like, an at-bat, basically, if you look deep in filmographies. And a lot of these movies are being restored and released. Like, there's a um, Bolo Young, who's, like, the bad guy in Bloodsport. And then he's in some other movies, too. 
he has a couple movies where he's the star and those have been mm. restored, you know, by MVD. So like you can kind of dig deep these days and get into like, you know, that kind of shit. I, I'm very into it. I, uh, when the pandemic is lifted, I am going to re I'm going to be doing this more of that at the theater and stuff like hosting nights where we show movies exclusively like that and stuff. So there's just so many karate movies in this time period. Yeah. Like for me as a kid, like the three ninja movies were like, like, Oh yeah. Cause those were, those were like, you know, what rated PG or whatever. Yeah. But like when I was a kid, like especially the first one, but then the, the second one too, where they go to Japan. I, I like vividly remember those. Movies. I don't know if they're good. I mean, they're kids movies, but yeah, the, it was just, everyone had like ninja brain in 1991 <laughs> for some reason. I don't, well, like, I don't know how it happened. Ninja turtles came out when I was like in second grade or something. And it was mm-hmm. like, Overnight, obsessed. overnight, yeah. everyone was like, "Yeah!" And yeah. then Mortal Kombat, when that came out, I was in middle school, and it was like, mm-hmm. um, I have a memory of going to Whitewater, <laughs> and they had a they had a Mortal Kombat there, and it was the first time I had seen it. I had read all about it, and it was oh. the first time I had actually seen it, and I was mm-hmm. like, hung out in the arcade to watch people play it. You know, and just <laughs> like, oh my! The first God. one I saw was in a round table pizza in California with my cousins. Wow. Mesmerized also. I was like, I was about to say, where the hell did you see a round table pizza in Oklahoma? It was in California. Yeah. Yeah. I think the first time I played Mortal Kombat was on uh, the Genesis on a friend's home. A friend had a Genesis and I played it over there because I was not allowed to play Mortal Kombat on my Mm. Super Nintendo. My mom would not let uh, me get that game. You had the yeah. Nintendo too. That was like the clean version with the sweat. Yeah, like the, yeah, the Genesis version was the one that actually had the blood and stuff. Mm. And yeah, the the Super Nintendo version, like a lot of Nintendo ports, were yeah were pretty scrubbed clean. Mm. I was absolutely the kid that had the fighting, the violent fighting game. It's I was just I was <laughs> yeah. so into that kind of stuff, and which is crazy looking back thinking like I never did karate or any martial <laughs> art or anything <clears throat> it was more just about having sticks and beating shit up in the backyard <laughs> and then watching <laughs> movies you know and like just like you know I don't know kicking stuff and never like learning about any like the oh, yeah. discipline of it though it would be good to know you know it's like piano lessons or anything it's like yeah well yeah, I should have learned a way to defend myself for when the water wars happen in yeah. 20 years. But, you know, like... Uh, I know. <laughs> let's all, you know, we could just make like, a pact. Yeah, let's make a pact in the next three years. Let's learn a, a, a martial art. And, uh, <laughs> Will, are you disciplined in any of the arts? Uh, I was a Boy Scout <laughs> until I was 19. That's about oh. as far as any of that stuff goes. But martial arts, nope. I know a lot about Dragon Ball Z, if that counts. You know, I've seen all of that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's going to mean shit when the the fucking yeah. the big day comes or whatever. And I'm having to trade gas for, for water. You're going to definitely you gotta, need to you gotta, know Aikido, you know. <laughs> no, you got to, like, you must tell me the plot of episode whatever of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, when... Uh, You'll become yeah, a storyteller. Like, recite the, the Cell Saga to children who never got yeah. the chance to see it. Uh, 
Dude, that is like truly, I think about that sometimes. It's like, if that is valued, if I'm in a position where that can be of value, that will be my biggest thing I can trade is like, oh, I remember like the plot to all these movies. Yeah. And I'll tell you about him. You know, like, please let me live in your home. I'm the new Homer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just like this, the new, just (laughs) going back to ancient Greece where you have to. Fucking Tell stories. Yeah, I'm like translating, transcribing like Mrs. Doubtfire, like the <laughs> in like oil on a fucking shit. Yeah, carved yeah. out spirit of Halloween and C- cave painting of like <laughs> I don't know some stupid ass movie. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> the plot to Kickboxer Two. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. In a yeah. Toys R Us. Yeah. <laughs> Kickboxer too. What a terrific movie. Anyway. Uh cool. Are we good on recommend yeah. you recommend anything, Will? You I, I think anything. so. Did I? I don't think I don't really did. have anything. <laughs> I think we went over enough. Um let's wrap Fair it up. Enough. Let's wrap uh, it up. Uh Luther Manhole, what have you got to to plug? <laughs> Uh, chat file. Uh, it's the noise rock sensation taking the nation by storm. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's probably, I sh- probably shouldn't be talking about taking the nation by storm in January, <laughs> 2021. In a positive way. <laughs> in, a, in a positive way. Uh, yeah. You know, chatpile.bandcamp.com and chatpile band on Instagram. I'm, that's about all I have other than, uh, Twitter uh, at Waluigi W A L O U I J A like a Ouija board. More uh, Waluigi, where you can see me tweet about uh, what color the Grinch's come is, or uh, <laughs> about Metal Gear Solid. Uh, that's about all I tweet about. So uh, yeah, cool. that's about it. Randy, what you got? Not much, Big Will. I hope you know everyone's. Staying well. Wearing masks still. I'm assuming this isn't going to come out like <laughs> nine months from now or whatever. I mean, hopefully nine. I might still wear masks even after this is all over. Yeah, I think, I think it's think maybe good to do. When you're in we're going to see a lot more people just wearing them when they're sick after yeah. all this. Which is good. It, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. it is. You know? I can't believe we went so long just like, I have a cold. I'm going to go ride the bus. But at the same time, I long to sit at a table with people I know and talk about things, like have this conversation, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. So Thank whatever you. that is, but I hope everyone's taking the precautions so we can move to that swiftly. I know they're not. I know <laughs> whatever, whenever this comes out, if it's like three weeks from now, like some other apocalyptic crack <laughs> we keep, and I don't know. the foundation we, of society has formed, you know. What? We we do these every two or three weeks and it always seems like something big has, happens in between. It's just like, man, man, the last time we recorded that hadn't happened yet. Yeah. You know. Yeah, GameStop didn't destroy, uh, Reddit yeah. and GameStop didn't oh destroy the economy. Yeah. Whatever. I bet in two, three weeks or whatever, that'll be like a what? Oh, yeah, that happened. You know, people, <laughs> that'll be like, well, forgotten that. But yeah. Anyway, just, you know, 
Stay strong, wear your mask, love your family, love your friends, keep hating cops, be critical of cops, be critical of, you know, people in power always. Cool. You know, uh, for listen me, listen to the chat pile. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, SEPDOC podcast for documentary reviews and talks with filmmakers, Nerd Rage the Great Debates, which is a comedy debate show. It comes out every week. Check it out wherever you find podcasts. And then every two weeks or so, Talkies on Twitch, Talkies Show, uh, Talkies SF. It's a free show. We used to do it live. We do it on Twitch now. We have a lot of cool people uh, who are coming on slash have been on now that everyone is at home and we can do it from Zoom. We're having folks from television come on to our show. It's really amazing. Um, So check that out. Uh, Yeah, and that's about it. Um, thank you all for coming and talking about Kickboxer 2. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, Griff, thank you for yes. coming on. Uh, you know, little peek behind the curtain. We've done three of these in a row now, and <laughs> we're about to shove off. I'm going to eat some lunch uh-huh. and mm-hmm. uh, enjoy the rest of my weekend, and I hope you all enjoy the rest of your week. Absolutely. Till next time, I'll see you all later. See you then.